Praise the Lord, saints. Welcome back to Purity for Purpose podcast channel. Today, we're going to read from the book of Matthew, chapter 16. And the title would be, Be Careful of Good Intentions, because they may not be the will of God for your life. I want you to be encouraged. I pray something is said and done to allow you to make it to the next level and just to to uplift your spirits and let you know that God sees you, God hears you, and God loves you. Stay blessed. Today we're going to read from Matthew's chapter 6, um, starting at verses 20. It says, Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. From that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you. Lord, this man shall not this shall not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Stop right there. Now let's go to 16 verses. Verses 13. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I am? The Son of Man? Am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, to flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And then, so... So, what I'm focused here today on verse as 23, 22 and 23. And as you can see in verses 16, when Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, basically, flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. The Father in heaven revealed this unto you. And then in the next, in the same chapter... He's being rebuked. He's being rebuked by Jesus. You know, and sometimes people have good intentions. 
because he's like, oh, because Jesus was talking to him about, you know, I'm going to die and I'm going to raise on the third day, right? But, but Jesus rebuked Peter or Satan rather. He actually rebuked Satan in the other translation. Uh, he says, he says, and he says, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me. But it was Peter who said it. So as a, as I was having a conversation with the Lord and my son, um, after I told him about the chapter or the verse, rather one minute, Peter was used by God to reveal that Jesus Christ was the son of God, the living God. Then next thing you know, he was rebuked because his intentions may have been genuine, but his intentions wasn't for the will of Christ or God's purpose in Christ's life. So sometimes people may have an idea what's supposed to be planned for your life, but it has nothing to do with the plan of God for your life. Because, you know, I'm pretty sure t- t- Simon Peter didn't wish any ill will to Jesus. But Jesus knew his purpose. And he knew he was about to die on the cross. So he rebuked Satan because Satan was trying to make him abort his purpose. I'm pretty sure that he was concerned or or was uncomfortable for Jesus. Jesus knew he had to die and go to hell for days on end. And according to the scriptures, well, hell is not a great place to be in. It's a place of judgment. And Jesus Christ took that judgment for us. Right? But but it lets me know that a couple of things here. We can be fleshly minded one minute and another minute we could walk under the inspiration of God and the consistency with God is important. But it also let me know that sometimes people may have good intentions for us, but it's not the intentions that God has planned for our lives. And and sometimes things are said or done indirectly that possibly can try to make you abort the plan of God for your life. You see, Jesus knew he had to die. And it wasn't an easy task to be completed. Yes, we know the scripture says that we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. But Jesus had feelings. He had feelings. He was concerned. You know, nervous probably. Because in the scripture he said, God, if this, pa- if this cup could pass. He wished it could pass. He would hope, not wish. He would hope that the cup would pass and, uh, this task or this, this call that he had for his life, this, this responsibility. But he said, nevertheless, your will be done anyway. That's the human side of Christ. Hallelujah. That's why he's, they, the Bible says that he felt he feels everything that we feel. He knows what we feel when we go through hard times. Because he's been there, done that. He's been there, done that. So it, it it's a powerful scripture. Then after that, he says, after he rebuked Satan from the words that came out of 
Peter's mouth and say, oh no, this is not going to happen to you. Yes, it is. I rebuke you, Satan. This is going to happen because God has purposed it to happen for souls to be saved. And another, another thing that God lets me know that just because you're going through complex times in your life, it doesn't mean that you're not in the will of God. It doesn't mean that you're not in the perfect will of God, I should say. It doesn't mean that you're not in the perfect will of God. I'm going to repeat that. It doesn't mean that you're not in the perfect will of God. Because oftentimes and not sometimes people have misused the word of God and misunderstand the word of God for your life. And what God has planned for your life and they look on your life and see, oh my goodness, this person, this person, this guy is going through so much. This girl is going through so much. This woman is going through so much. This man is going through so much. And then they may assume out of their natural flesh, out of their fleshly thoughts, oh, they must be out of the will of God. That's not always the case. And as we can see here, Peter didn't understand them in his natural mind what God had planned for Jesus. Jesus telling him, I'm, Jesus talking to, to them, I'm about to die. But I'm going to come back again. But, but Peter began to work out of his emotions, to speak out of his emotions. He wasn't led by God from heaven, the Father of heaven, which he was previously when he was revealed that he's the Son of Christ, the Son of God. Jesus told him, God had to reveal this to you. But this time, oh, this ain't God coming from you. And God will give you that, 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 the ability, the power to to discern that which is evil and that which is good. Because people might look at Peter from the natural standpoint, oh, he was just, he was just had, he had good intentions. Because he didn't want the Savior to die. Right? He didn't want Jesus to die. But Jesus said, get behind me, Satan, explanation mark. So Jesus was very authoritative about that. He was very stern. He probably yelled it, right? Get there behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me. For you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men So some people, sometimes when others look in your life and they try to dictate to you how your life should be, how they think it should be, they don't have the thoughts of God, the mind of God. They don't know the plans of God for your life. You know, so these are things that this is what God initially gave me. Because first of all, I'm like, okay, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Because first, God revealed this thing to Peter. The next thing you know, Peter's working out his emotions. Speaking out his emotions. And when we speak out of emotions, that doesn't make it of God. He wasn't being mean to Jesus. He had good intentions. 
Because people may look, oh, he had good attention. So why would Jesus rebuke that spirit that was using um, Peter? Because it tried to make, just imagine this. You know you're about to die, right? And God has purposed you to die, but you're coming back, right? Because God has a plan for all humanity, and you're anxious and you're nervous. And then someone's going to, close to you, is going to say, oh, you're not going to die. He probably didn't want to go through the task, his human side. So in order for it to be completed or God's purpose in life to be completed, he had to shut out the noise of the enemy. He had to shut the words that came out of Peter's mouth. He had to shut it down because he was determined, and he did obviously, to do what God had called him to do. That's why the words that he spoke was Satan trying to get him to abort the plan of God that he had for Jesus' life for you and I to have eternal life through Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. So this this is a powerful book in Matthew 6 because it says that on this rock I will build my church and the very gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I believe that rock is Christ Jesus. After Peter revealed who he was and then after after he rebukes him, he begins to talk about how those who say, those who lose their life for my sake shall find it. But those who find their life, they shall lose it. And, and that passage lets us know that if you don't willingly give your life, see, Jesus willingly died, willingly gave up his life. It says, carry your cross, right? So it's like voluntarily, Lord, I here, take it here, take my life. This is the, I give it to you, Lord God. No matter what I go through, this it belongs to you, Lord God. You know, and and then right now I'm reminded of Martin Luther King and and when I seen them when they were honoring him, God used him so miraculously, right? He willingly gave his life to that cause. He willingly gave his life to that cause. Now, I'm not saying he was perfect. None of us will ever be perfect. But Jesus Christ's blood makes us perfect because he died on the cross for our sins, right? When, when, When God sees us, those who believe and accept him, as their Lord and Savior and learn him and, and mature in him. Anyway, th- those who accept him and you walk according to his word and what he says, all God sees is the blood of Jesus over our lives, right? We're forgiven. Hallelujah. Bless God. Getting back to Martin Luther King, it was said that they found recordings of him basically being with other women. But we were say, oh, how could God still use him? Well, God did. He wasn't perfect. Just like in the scriptures, Peter, God revealed to Peter 
who Jesus was the next moment in the scriptures, then he's being rebuked by Jesus. It shows the humanity that as human beings, we're not perfect. It shows me that I need God all the time. 24-7. Right? But it was so important to know this passage of scripture that you might say, why did he rebuke him? Because the enemy is trying to make Jesus abort his purpose because he probably already had anxiety. Because he knew he had to die and go to hell and, and be separated from his father. Because of sin. Oh, and the saying goes, oh, you're not going to die. That's not going to happen to you. Lord, that's not going to happen to you. You a lie. I rebuke you, Satan. It's going to happen to me because I must complete what the Father called me to do. The determination in Jesus' heart. The humility of it all. To willingly. And do you today willingly give your life for Christ? No matter what you go through in this earth realm or will you not give it up for Christ because it's too difficult because it's complicated because then then later on in the scripture says it said what profit the man to gain the whole world to lose his soul or or I love this part because sometimes we forget this we don't read this part what is, what is it? Help me, Holy Ghost. It says, an exchange. Thank you. Or what will a man give in exchange for a soul? I, 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 for some reason, I don't remember that, that part of the scripture, but it, it goes together. It says, what profit a man to gain the whole world to lose his soul? Or he broke it down. Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For, um, that's verses uh, 26, and I'm going to go read through 28. For what profit is it to a man to gain the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? 27. For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father and his angels and then he will reward each according to his works so when Jesus if I recall correctly I heard I heard scriptures and people read the scriptures but I don't know where it is right now when they said Jesus uh he, he was praying and blood came through. Just think about it. He knew he was going to die. He knew he was going to die. And sometimes if you don't know the plan of God for your life, 
or you might know the plan of God for your life or others may look on your life and say it should be this way or they'll try to persuade you or influence you or manipulate you to live your life the way that they see fit but they're not your God they have the thoughts of man even though the intentions might seem well the intentions might seem good but their their intentions are not good enough Their intentions are not God's purpose for your life. And that's what you bank your life upon. What God has for you. Even even if the situation at the moment that you're in doesn't look or feel good, should I say. Because God's divine purpose for Christ Jesus was to die, but yet again, or plus, he was resurrected. Hallelujah. He currently sits at the right hand of the Father. As my son put it, he's the second in command. Hallelujah. He has all power. Just like just like uh, Joseph had the authority to administer whatever the king wanted him to do. He had that authority, right? What must Jesus, he has the same authority that God has. Hallelujah. Because he was elevated. He's honored by God, the Father. Because his, his obedience. And sometimes in this life, we go through things. Well, they said, Jesus learned obedience unto death. Man, that might seem like a heart pill to swallow in the natural mind. But we know that we see God in the spiritual realm. Right? And it's just it's just interesting because sometimes when we when like I said previously, that sometimes when you're going through difficult things or uncomfortable things in your life, you may think that you're not in the perfect will of God. And I believe I read the other, the previous recording when, when God has a distinct purpose for you to do your distinct purpose is designed by God, whatever it is, whatever that purpose God created you for is not insignificant. Like ants have a purpose, right? Roaches have a purpose. God created everything to have a purpose to do something, to give him glory, to balance the, the, the ecological system of insects. I don't know. They eat one another up, whatever the case may be. God, God is infinite in his wisdom. He knows what he's doing and he knows what he's doing in your life, especially when you submitting to his will, when you give your lose your life for his sake. So I want you to be encouraged today and know that number one, we are human. And that's what the Bible said. Pray without ceasing. Pray always. Pray in the Holy Spirit to build yourself up. Hallelujah. Because as we can see, one minute God reveals something unto Peter. The next minute he was rebuked. 
So I have to make sure that this is the same Peter he's referring to. Because it says Simon Peter and Peter. I believe they're the same. But I'm, I'm going to do further research because I'm thinking about as I'm speaking now. But, because what did he say? What, what Peter is? Let me see. Let me go back. What do you say? Um, Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said unto him, Bless you are, Simon Barjonas, that for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. So it's, just, it's, it's interesting. And then my Father who is in heaven, and that's when he says, and I also say to you that you are Peter, comma. See, there you go. He changed his name to Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I love this part too. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you lose on earth will be loose in heaven. Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus of Christ. For the time Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Then Peter took this Peter again. Then Peter took him aside. Come here, Jesus, and began to rebuke him. Who he rebuked? He rebuked Jesus being. See, sometimes we don't think, how can I put it? He, he chastised Jesus basically. But mama said, well, how did he chastise Jesus? He says, it sounds like this might be nice. Far be it from you, Lord. This is this shall not happen to you. Huh? This shall not happen to you. What? Far be it from you. It's, this shall not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. You're an offense to me. For you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. So that's the same Peter. That's the same Peter. Now rebuke, we thought we think of So that's why we have to watch out. What others say to us too. Hallelujah. Because we might think rebuke is like cussing somebody out or 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 whatever the case may be, how you figure what a rebuke is. Rebuke is like a chastisement or correction, right? So yeah, he was, oh, Jesus, can you come here for a minute? This is not going to happen to you. So Jesus automatically knew that that didn't come from God. He knew that was not God's voice because he knew his father's voice and he knew what God destined him to do. And the same thing for you today and for your life. God has a particular uh, task, call, assignment, purpose for you to do. And it may not look like anybody else's. 
And the onlookers, they don't even know what God has for you, your your exact plan for your life. You know? And it's just it's just so so wonderful how scriptures to let us believers know that it's a plethora of wisdom and knowledge in the word of God itself that he give you revelation to. You know, I'm just, I'm just, um, I'm just like, um, amazed at saying, oh, one minute he, he's being, God revealed it to you next minute. He's rebuked. So every time that, that means we don't, we must, we must aspire to walk in the spirit at all times. Right. Because once again, what came out of Peter's mouth the second time after he got rebuked or Satan got rebuked. It shut it down because Jesus Christ is determined to do the will of God in his life. And I say that to you, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, just because it seems as if you're not in the perfect will of God, it doesn't mean that you're not because of things don't look so uh, attractive. Thank you, Holy Ghost. It may not look attractive right now. Hallelujah. But yet still, you're in the perfect will of God. You know you're in the perfect will of God when you're obeying him. Right? When you're submitting to his divine will in your life. When when you're doing what the scriptures teach us, teach us as believers. Right? Because look at Jesus' situation. He was about to die. He knew he was about to get beaten. Hallelujah. He knew this, but he was yet still in the perfect will of God. Perfect will of God. So once again, don't allow anyone's personal opinion about your life detour you off the path that Christ has for your life. Hallelujah. Although some people's intentions may seem to be good, but ultimately it it could be Satan using them to get you off the course that God has for your life. And I remember another recording I said God is perfect in his timing for us. He's never too late. He's never too early. He's always on time. And if one thing happens too soon, or we one minute late in God, then it's not perfect timing. Hallelujah. And so God is so wonderful to his children to leave the example of Jesus Christ in the scriptures, to encourage us, to let us know, to, to, to give us revelation and then I've been hearing these men of God on television confirming with certain things that God putting in my spirit through the scriptures, such as what profit a man to gain the whole world to lose his own soul. And, and it shows me that when people do, do things out of the will of God or, or, uh, like I believe it was in eight when God revealed to, he has, he has vessels of dishonor. 
That means the people who don't do what he says, but God still use them too, right? But after he finished using them, they're they're gonna be judged. They're gonna they're gonna be judged. They're gonna die basically and go to hell because that's what they were created to do to do wickedness. But they're still gonna die and go to hell. And then God let me God let, allowed me to know that in the book in the Old Testament when God would prophesy on on use prophets to prophesy and let David, for instance, know what's going to happen in his bloodline. And then after they, after his son got killed, God allowed the people who killed his son to get killed. God is very strategic in what he does. That's why we don't have the mind of God. We don't know. That's why when God spoke and let Peter know that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God, God told Peter that. And God will reveal things to you as well as his child. Because God sees all and he knows all. Hallelujah. It's almost like a creepy person who creeps around and try to listen in and peek through windows or whatnot. God sees that. God sees it and he knows it all. But it's a day of reckoning coming for that individual because they don't have the mindset to even repent. They don't have the mindset. Now, as I'm maturing in Christ, that's why I know when he says, don't argue about certain things. Don't, you don't have to argue about God with people. You don't have to convince them. Because some people have already made up it in their minds that they don't, he don't exist, that they don't care to know. Because if they knew that he exists, it would, it would, it, 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 it shows them how, far off they are from God or how wicked they are from compared to the living God. But getting back to the scripture at hand, how Jesus and his authority and the power and discernment, even when he knew he was about to die, he checked the spirit that came or used Peter for that moment, which was Satan. Because he literally pulled him to the side. I thought that was interesting. He pulled, as I read it again, he pulled him to the side. And sometimes the devil is sneaky. He'll pull you to the side so he don't have no witnesses. Hallelujah. So nobody else won't hear what's said. So nobody else won't hear what's done. That's how the devil, the devil is a sneaking cunning crafty spirit it says he pulled Jesus to the side Jesus this is not going to happen to you why he didn't stand in front of everybody why he didn't stand in front of everybody but I but Jesus he's so all he all he's all knowing and this is I was talking to my son how when God gives you this ermine, everybody else may not see or, or know an individual, but it's something that the Holy Spirit lets you know about an individual and you just can't get on that program because the, the God in you, the Holy Spirit won't allow you to because the Holy Spirit will let you know he'll quit something in your spirit and then he'll confirm it. And you're like, I can't get with that program. This person is not who they claim to be. Behind closed doors, they do some serious stuff. So, just like he was able to discern the words that came out of Peter's mouth that time was Satan. 
because it had nothing to do with what the father said. So God has revealed, he, he, God has given me so much, um, what I want to say, revelatory insight on just natural things and spiritual things too, because just like David, not David, Saul was out of the will of God that he didn't hear God's voice anymore. And so what he ended up doing, he ended up going to soothsayers to try to see if they can find out, to find out about different information. If he, like, say, if, say for example, if he's going to win the battle, right? Because God wasn't talking to him anymore because he disobeyed God. And then God brought to my knowledge, and this this is what some people do, that 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 in the church, they'll go to other other entities to try to find out knowledge about a person or they'll go to the extent to spy and, and, and they, by them, for instance, they'll literally spy on the individual, believe it or not. And they'll do research illegally. And then they'll, they'll come back and minister something, but they were listening to the person's conversation the whole time. But if you don't have this ermine, You'll think that the guy used that person. God didn't use them. They they listen to your whole conversation. On the premise that they're on the premise that they're anointed by God. Or on the premise that they have the gift of uh, prophecy. No. They just listen to your conversation. They're not gifted by God. Or they'll get somebody else to speak on their behalf because they want to be so connected because they something went right with them. Right, it's demonic. Whether they believe it's demonic or not, it's demonic because the scripture tells you demonic is self-will. It's, it's only you want to please yourself. You know, you just want to do what you want to do and don't care what God says. It's not even about what the individual that they're listening to say. It's about what God says, right? But they're not really anointed. They just listen in, or better yet. Even though the word of God is being preached, but at some point the, the cover slips off of them because it no longer becomes about God's word being preached or or scriptures being read. It's more or less a platform for them to convey what they feel needs to be conveyed. And at that point, they're, they're, they're putting the scriptures to the side. And I guess I'm saying this because we have to be very mindful of walking in the spirit. And it's this case. In this case, we see that. Peter was one moment because God revealed it to him. The next moment he wasn't. So it lets me know the human frailty that we can slip up and be led by, let not led by God, basically. And then and, and the, why I was mentioning this pre about um, people. Um, spying on you or listening in on your life or whatever and then they're going to say that or give a premise that they're anointed when they're indeed not anointed they're just walking out of the flesh right trying to trying to manipulate you and what you what you should do for your life for whatever reason they do it but their their intentions may seem to be good but actually their intentions is is satan 
Because it's a spiritual, it's a spiritual warfare. It's spiritual. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and wickedness in high places. And principalities, I forgot. So, I thank God for his word because it lets me know that Jesus was totally in the perfect will of God. But yet he was about to die. Plus, let's let there be no mistake about it. He rose. Hallelujah. And he knew he was going to rise. But just think about about it. He went to hell to take over death. Hallelujah. He didn't stay one day. He stayed days. Bless God. Hallelujah. For you and me. Just imagine that. You and me. But I'm here to encourage my brother and sister in Christ to stay the course. Do not give up. Keep the faith. Keep your faith in Christ Jesus. Because he loves you. He has examples in the Bible for you to succeed and for you to make it. Because you're not by yourself. You're not alone. He loves you so much. The Bible says he will never leave you nor forsake you. And he tells us in the word through Paul the writer. All things work together for the good to them that love the Lord. And to them that are called according to his purpose. You may be going through something right now that seems so horrendous. So ugly. But you hang in there. Because you shall be rewarded. Hallelujah. You shall be rewarded. For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels. And then he will reward each according to his works. You will be rewarded, my brother and sister in Christ Jesus. So, I want you to know God loves you. Stay the course. Stay prayed up. Stay fast up. Whatever the Father have you to do. Do it, and just because you might be going through a struggle or or uncomfortable situation in your life at this moment, know that it doesn't mean that you're not in the perfect will of God. Because, brother and sister, you just may be in the perfect will of God. Hallelujah! So I pray that you lift up your hands and you give Him thanks. You honor Him even when it's uncomfortable. Just think about all the other things he delivered you from. Hallelujah. He'll get you through this too. Hallelujah. Now look at Jesus. He sits at the right hand of the father. He's elevated. God is honoring him. And God would do the same for you in your life and his timing. In in your season. Just stay, just stay committed to him. Yeah, there you go. Stay committed to Christ. Hallelujah. Stay committed to God for the plan in your life. Don't abort it and ignore the chatter that may have good intentions, but you know what God has called you to do. Ignore the chatter, rebuke the chatter, cast down the enemy's thoughts and proceed in Jesus name. Be blessed. God loves you.
And this last portion of the segment is for those who may not know Christ and would like to get to know him. St. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. If you believe that Christ dies on the cross for your sins, the Bible teaches us to repent. Repent of our offenses that we done towards the Father who created us. Repent for the remissions of our sins. And a lot of people say the Lord's Prayer. And I I like it because it's like you're verbally speaking to God and you're saying, come into my life, take over my life, come into my heart. And that's what it's teaching us. So I ask you to ask God to take over your life. You're tired of your sinful ways. You want to change and you don't know how to change because we can't do it on our own. So I invite you to ask him to come into your life, come into your heart because he died for you. He died for your hangups, for your shortcomings, for your diseases, for your sin-sick diseases. Hallelujah. And once you accept him as your Lord and Savior, you are a Christian. Because the Bible says, if you believe and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. So once you accept him, tell somebody about it. Let somebody know that you accepted Christ. Let somebody know that you're saved. That you're a Christian. And the angels are in heaven are rejoicing over your soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And for my brothers and sisters, maybe somebody's backsliding today. The Bible says he's married to the backslider. All he wants you to do is come back to him and repent to him. I understand being there, done that. We want, we want, we run away. We walk away because of life circumstances. But as I learn to read the word for myself, we go through in this life. Nothing shall separate us from the love of God. Like he says, he's waiting for you to come back to him like the prodigal son. Because he loved you today. Hallelujah. He he wants you to come back home. And I pray that you repent and you come back to the father. Hallelujah. And find a church a, a, a full gospel church, somebody ministering the word of God through through social media, through Zoom. A lot of some churches are closed, some are open. Ask God to direct you. But I pray that you all be encouraged and strengthened in the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>